0: Welcome along to Nailtopia, Inside with the Insiders. I'm Rachel. In this podcast, we're going to talk to some of the nail industry's biggest and brightest, but I want to get to know the real them. I want to know their real stories. So come with me as we take a peek behind the curtain. So I'm here with Helen Crane, owner of Cuckoo Nails and Training in uh, Belfast, uh, Northern Ireland, uh, a very good friend of mine. Um, So, Helen, tell us a little bit about yourself and Cuckoo. Oh, no, stop, Rita, I can't do this. I really can't. (laughs) You're self-deprecating and quite shy, though, aren't you? So, do you find it hard? (laughs) I must be. I don't know. I'm like... um... You find it hard to talk about yourself? Yeah. But Cuckoo, you've got to be very proud of that. You've got to be proud of what you've done with Cuckoo, because you started really young, and in quite a... You know, with, with with the kids and having the kids, you've... You've done a lot and you've come through all that with, you know, two young, very small kids.
1: Yeah. Um, And I suppose it, it started off small, so it, it wasn't such a big hmm. kind of enterprise when it when it all kicked off. But, um I, Rachel, I can't do
0: it. I, can't, I really can't. I, I can't if you do-, do it. If you don't want to do it, it's fine. I'll uh, uh, send Mo. She can tell I me other story. Not start. that I don't want to. I'm like I physically
1: cannot make my lips move to make the words come out. I can't do it.
0: I, uh, if you if you can't, it's fine. I've got like ten other people. I just I love the idea of of somebody young. Um, and on their own, really, because when you started, you were like on your own. I love the idea of that. There have got to be people out there that are, that the same thing's happening. They're doing the same thing and they're sitting there at home going, I want to do this, but I can't do it because this problem, that problem, this excuse, that excuse. And you must have had all those excuses and you still did it. Yeah, but I think I have like full blown imposter syndrome. Literally getting counselling for it. Literally get, I, I keep saying, and I say this to Stephen all the time, I'm expecting somebody to call me tomorrow and go, is this the lady that's posing as the person that does yeah. this thing? Yeah. Uh, and you think you're something big and special. um, And I'm going to go, it's me. And they're going to go, yeah, got ya. Uh, Not doing it anymore. Faking it. And I'm every day, I think that every day, I think somebody's going to catch me out in a minute because I'm just it's little terrible. old Rachel still sitting in the hospital bed at Sheffield Children's Hospital. I was told she was never going to do anything with her life, you know, and I was going to have to marry Rich or live on benefits my whole life.
1: It's bad, it really is bad. I can't like. <laughs> I think the half I can't like take I can't take the pride you know I think you like triggered me there being like you must be really proud of it and I'm like don't say that it makes me absolutely cringe it makes me like shut down I don't know why this is like therapy now
0: (laughs) well I did always want to be a therapist
1: (laughs) maybe this is your
0: gateway now maybe this will be the next thing so you know that imposter syndrome them. I'm gonna it, yeah it's gonna, it's gonna be the thing that makes me go into treating people for imposter syndrome I'm gonna have this driving oh, practice where I'm gonna have this big black leather couch and you're all gonna lay there with a snuggly teddy bear and say and I'm sure somebody's gonna catch me out in a minute <laughs> I do want I to know, know what though. I do. I did say to you on the text message. I do need to know because I've never actually asked you what cuckoo means. Because Stephen's asked me a number of times. I've like, got. I don't know. Right. So
1: when everything was very low key, hmm. um, like I think my business name, like on Facebook or whatever, was just like Nails by Helen or hmm. something.
0: Standard. You know, like
1: yeah. <laughs> and I was like, God, oh, you know, like everybody everybody just kind of has a page like that. Like, I want something different. Don't want to change the name of it and kind of leave it like a little bit more open, you Mm. know? So it's not like as tied to one thing or whatever. So I started putting like the buzzwords of the industry into Google Translate. So I was like nails and going through each, Mm. literally through each language that they had. Yeah, like
0: the thoracy type thing, yeah.
1: Right, And um, then I was like hands, fingers, cuticles, like literally going through every language to see like what what was like a nice word or something in another (laughs) language that you could like make into a name or something. And cuckoo ended up being nails in Indonesian.
0: Oh, my God. I absolutely love that. That's amazing. And so it just stuck and I love how you can turn the the you into like a cuticle bit (laughs) yeah I
1: know I know I wish I could take the credit for the logo I can't I paid (laughs) someone to do it so um I can't take the credit for that but yeah that's how it came about and everybody asks all the time you're not the only one to ask but it does it has like other meanings as well it's like a food um I think it's like a Persian food or something as well and I also maybe I shouldn't say that. I, I was getting like I have like um it's kind of like dormant now, but there was like a, a cuckoo group, so it was really for students that had done classes and stuff that yeah. they could like you know ask into the group and stuff. It was a Facebook group and all these random men kept trying oh, wow. to come into the group and I was like what is this all about well cut a very very long story short it turns out that cuckoo is a kind of colloquial term in another language I'm not even sure what exactly but for a lady's intimate part (laughs) (laughs) so any wonder it was all these men trying to enter this group so Oh, um, my God, that's... Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit more research into that, <laughs> but I was young and didn't think that things would be maybe where they are today,
0: but yeah. That was like the yeah. Ting the, the the band, the Ting Tings. Apparently, in Japanese, it means uh, boy appendage. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't realise that when they, you know, they were they were touring the world and apparently they weren't allowed to tour in, in Japan because no. they basically called themselves Penis. Oh, no. So, yeah, I mean, if you don't know, you don't know it. But I love it, cuckoo, because obviously he's a little bit insane and I love the idea of anything well, being a little the, bit insane.
1: it's kind of like, it's kind of in, you know, yeah. with the whole thing. But um, yeah, do you know what? It's also like, even you asking there, i say uh, everybody always asks. It's like a really good, um, nearly like a conversation starter or like yeah. a bit of an icebreaker sometimes where it makes people like, think about the business a wee bit like what what exactly are they what do I they do as
0: well if they're scrolling on on uh, the internet and they're looking for a certain company if it's just like e-file bits by joe blogs in idaho and then they come yeah. across cuckoo they're like oh what's that let's have a look at that it's like, yeah it catches you doesn't it it's uh exactly something different yeah so do you want to carry on because you've that, well, yeah. that, that came out quite easily didn't it yeah 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 uh, okay right you so, triggered me with the other I, bit I don't,
1: know what, it is, I I don't you, know what
0: it is I told you on text it's because you love me oh. <laughs> so let's go all the way back then so when you were at school did you want to do something in the beauty industry did you know you wanted no. to do that no no
1: I was one of these ones Rachel I didn't know what I wanted to do I yeah. hadn't a clue. I had no idea um I was like into languages in school that was my thing um and I was kind of like like everybody else in secondary school you kind of get pushed down a route of higher education so going into university a level university get a job um and from a fairly young age I I knew that it wasn't really for me I just didn't really want to do it um like I was, did okay in school, I could have gone to university if I wanted to and I just didn't mm. so I didn't really know what I wanted to do, stayed on at school, I did my A-levels so that I kind of had the opportunity then if I wanted to go mm. further with education that I could but once I left I was like no, I like it's just not for me so I just went to work and I just worked in retail um but I suppose like nails and stuff was always like a bit of a hobby, yeah. you know, but I never really thought of it being like a career, yeah. you know, and it, like my thing was nail art all yeah. the time. But I was like working in retail. You don't really get like an opportunity to no. do anything. <laughs> to you're show up, <laughs> like, Yeah, you know, yeah. but you're basically like trading your time for your money yeah and like at this stage I was what like 18 19 like just left school and straight into a full-time job and already I was like I don't want to do this for the rest of my life so I started on my day off I started going to tech which is like I think you would call it college College, probably in England so I would like go on my day off and just started training in nails and it was like it was horrific for me because I never really got a day off then I was Mm. literally working all the time because on my day off I was in in school like in tech learning and even at that stage I still wasn't even like this is my calling you know it was nearly like I want something outside of work that's just for me something just like for a bit of fun or whatever and to meet new people and to expand your social networks and stuff so I didn't not that I didn't take it seriously, but I was like, yeah, whatever, like, whatever.
0: Yeah. I can um, add a few, Bob. I've heard that a few times. So. Well,
1: yeah, you know, and even <laughs> just, just to, to do, like, words. your own nails and mm. to to have something else under your belt. I don't know. I was just like, yeah, you know, we'll do it. It's fine and it's something different. But even, like, even at that stage, I was like, you know, whatever, I'm not, like, mm. yeah, really the- set on doing nails or whatever. I still didn't know what I wanted to do like and I was like kind of creeping on a wee bit like all my friends were in university and I was like working and learning how to do nails and they were like starting out in their career and I was like god I'm I'm really missing out here like I'm working a 40-hour week in a shop and doing a bit of nails and I'm kind of like falling behind you know and like I really had that vibe I felt like I was really Letting myself down or something, mm. do you know that I running had out of time? Weirdly, a bit more, yeah. And like you looking back, like you're so young. But when you see your peers, like even finishing university, going on getting their first job and stuff, you think like, oh my god, I've done nothing with my life, you mm. know. Well, I was actually approached originally by a company to teach for them. Oh, and that was really the first this is what I mean that like it was kind of like forced upon me (laughs) you know what I mean um and so I did and it was all very handy the company were very good um but you're you're kind of tied then obviously to teaching Mm -hmm. in a certain manner and sticking to certain products and things like that um and maybe getting like a little bit complacent, maybe because yeah. everything's kind of done for you and all you have to do is show up deliver. Do you know what I mean and that's <laughs> it um, so it didn't take long for me to realize that that this was really what I wanted to do
0: yeah
1: um, once that really started the the training side of things because there's there's so many people who are that maybe that little bit later that mm. they don't maybe want to go back to, to college or tech because they feel like they're too old, yeah. you know, and that they are oh, yeah. the not right? Yeah. And so, like, I, I clicked onto this very quickly, thinking, like, this is such a good opportunity to mm. allow people who maybe don't have time on their side or they, they wouldn't feel comfortable going into a school setting as such, mm. who... Deliver like really good personalized training for those who want it. Mm. Plus, look, I'm not gonna lie; it's easier to make your day's wage teaching mm. than it is a hard slog doing nails all day. You'll know anybody. You'll yeah. know it's a hard slog. The training is like the pace is a little bit slower. You're not like racing through. To try and get done for your next client your coming next client. in. Yeah. Holding in, trying to go to the toilet all day, you're not <laughs> skipping lunch, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was like an easier day, Rachel. And yeah. we're all for making things as easy as possible for ourselves. So when it came about, I was actually when I started training, I was actually still working my full-time job in the factory. Cause I was kind of doing the like it didn't take long, if you're working all week, it didn't take long to realise, okay, it's easier to actually train people at the weekends on a Saturday and Sunday than it is to mm. do a full set of nails. So I'm going to try and push this a little bit more rather than actually doing the nails. Yeah. And yeah, then it just kind of escalated very quickly.
0: When did you decide to move into selling products as well? Did you start with other, other brands? or did you go straight in
1: for one of these other things this is why Rachel this is why I have imposter syndrome right (laughs) I think everybody thinks that these visions like come to me like you know do this do that and you're gonna like you
0: have a a eureka moment in the kitchen making a cup
1: not like that right so I was in the first three premises above, um, above the hairdressers and I was there all of like six months and I grew it. Mm. So moved to a bigger premises. Um, and it was like one floor and then I expanded up into the next floor as well after about a year. Mm. Um, and whenever I did that, I was left with this like random room that was a little bit too small for training in because obviously you need mm. like a bit of space to move around. Um, it was like a bit too big for like an office or a storeroom. It was like an awkward-sized room, so I'm like standing looking at it, and I was like, "Look, maybe we should just try and get a couple of products into retail or something just to use up that space." Yeah. And actually, not long after that, Stacey Richardson. Hi, Stacey. Hi, Stacey. Stacey Richardson was coming to us to like host a class in Cuckoo and um i was like chatting to her while she was there and she had kind of put forward actually that maybe cjp would Mm. want us to stock them um and she kind of paved the way for for cjp to come in which i'm so so grateful for because it really projected the the retail side of things yeah but Rachel, I'd be a liar if I said that I had put any ideas in place, <laughs> if I had thought about it for more than five minutes, if I had considered even like the price of what stock would be. No, it, it literally just would happened. you? Con- it just explode.
0: Would you consider yourself a fly by the seat of your pants kind of person? Oh, or, or are you usually no. much more measured? Are you usually much more measured? Just it just so happens that in know. your career you've you've taken the opportunities as they've come.
1: I would say that opportunities have have arisen and I've taken them, maybe without much thought. Hmm. But on the other side of things, I'm a nervous wreck. <laughs> so I like do these things and then I lie in bed that night being like, Helen, what have you done? What have you done? Like, why why did you not think about this? You haven't considered the implications.
0: Um, I do remember an entire week last summer during the first lockdown, having numerous conversations with you, uh, where you were literally (laughs) you were on a full mental breakdown about whether or not to bring in another brand. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I do do know that. I do know that you you do do have an idea and then spend a lot of time worrying about the implications of it. Um, Yeah. But would you say actually sometimes that I I think that might actually help you because it stops you from making mistakes that you can't live with? There's always going to be the risk factor involved
1: mm. and that's like whether you're starting out like me quitting my job to mm. just go and do nails that's a risk you know yeah. um invest in in stock to do a branch off of your original company that's a risk what if it doesn't work um I can't I suppose kind of like being the season pro now that I am <laughs> um you kind of appreciate the risk a little bit maybe where yeah that that's that's why that's why i do it yeah you know it's um
0: more of a a what i got to lose mindset now
1: a little bit but i have an awful lot more to lose now than i did 10 years ago quitting my job because i wanted to go and do nails yeah you know but i think like you soon see that you have that little bit of support behind you whether mm. it's like your friends your family or actual customers mm. when you get a good review so you do something you take oh, yeah. a little risk right you've, you've quit your job and it's your first day doing nails and you're like oh my god what have I done I've ruined my life like <laughs> this is never going to work out and then you have your client in and then they go home and leave you a good review and you're like this was all worthwhile like I did I'm gonna do this I'm gonna Mm. do it you know and it starts like that and then it gets to like I don't know you like take on an entire new premises over three floors and (laughs) have to keep the whole thing out from bottom to top by yourself during
0: the the middle of a pandemic yeah
1: yeah um and then like you get people knocking on the door saying how nice it looks yeah you know and you're like this, this is going to be so big you have people asking what's going in here because there's no sign or anything yeah up yet. Like, so it's all kind of about and you're like this is really going to work and you have like your old students and your customers sending messages saying they can't wait for the new place to open and you think yeah like I've made a good decision this is going to work so the risk and the the benefits I suppose the benefit outweighs the risk yeah. and and that's why you do it that's that's your rush that's your adrenaline going. yeah yeah
0: you're little high yeah yeah you talked about the support as well because i know uh, being quite a good friend with you, the other you've got quite a lot of support from your your mum and dad and yeah. uh, the the new fiance
1: yeah who i really is, do
0: I'm, who's regularly palada <laughs> 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 round for a couple just i know i know it's a good job he's tall it is, isn't it? Um, and the girls that work with you in Cuckoo, I know particularly Mo does an awful lot yeah, um, of does. help. And obviously when you came over to England last year for the first Nailtopia, just dragging people along with you to the big city in Manchester. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> dragging them exactly. around the world. Uh, do you feel that if um, having those with you has made it easy for you to take those risks? Having somebody standing behind you either saying that's stupid don't do that or saying yeah we've got you
1: sometimes because I'm sure and I mean I'd be the first to hold my hands up and say I can be a nightmare okay (laughs) but um what nobody else realizes Rachel is that this thing is your baby and you've grown it from the ground up you've grown with it Mm. and like like a member of your family or somebody that you're very close to it's been with you in the good times and it's been with you in the bad Mm. times and this this is your life Mm. and so there can be something like very minor like I'll give you I'll give you an example right about um I like move classrooms around right long story short and I wanted eight tables in this room Mo will tell you eight tables in the room and the room was like quite full with the eight tables and there was like a bit of like hmm, I don't know Helen like I think seven tables would be better and I'm like no I want eight <laughs> no I don't know like it, it's a bit tight you know there's not really room and I'm like no I want eight tables and there's like little things like that that you're like oh I don't even know how to explain it but
0: you're like um I suppose it's like when so somebody protective. tries to Like when you're in a supermarket and your kid's having a hissy and another parent tries to tell you how to parent. You're like, "Eh, don't tell me how to parent. It's my thing. A little bit. And I'm not even like, I'm not
1: the worst at stuff like that. I'm really, really not. Um, And I always appreciate someone else's input because Mm. you can get so wrapped up in something Mm. that you don't even think about an outsider's point of view. Mm. And so it's the support network that i have is good for that they'll keep you grounded and they'll make you think about something else or consider something else um but on the other side of things sometimes like especially the likes of your parents would be like no are you sure Mm. are you sure you want to do this you know have you thought about this have you thought about that and you're like why are you trying to burst my bubble you know
0: um because you're floating you're, you're yeah, floating, you're float like, this is going to work, world, yeah. I've got this, and your parents are like, ooh. <laughs> and, really? But you
1: need that, yeah. you need it. And although you maybe don't appreciate it at the time, and mm. you think that people mm. are trying to burst your bubble, it's not the case. A real support network won't burst your bubble, but they mm. will keep you grounded. Yeah. And that's what you need. And I'm really lucky that I have that. Mm. Immensely mm. lucky that I have that. I could. I couldn't have done the half of it without having the people around me, and that's the truth.
0: We. Uh, I, I know you've said you're really cringing about this. I'm going to get a little bit more personal. I know we talked about your mum and dad and uh, and the and the very very attractively tall fiance. Sorry, uh-huh. Stephen. Sorry, you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you've got two little ones. You've done all this with two little ones yeah and schools making you take them at different times today oh, <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> yeah
1: Rachel it's been tough um really tough I actually moved remember I said I was in a wee place above a hairdresser's yeah. and I moved to a bigger premises I was in there two weeks and found out that I was expecting my first child wow so everything kind of happened at once mm. Which was really frightening mm. um, And it meant that like When he was born I only took like Five weeks maternity leave mm. I took the week off Before he was born And I was back When he was four weeks old I used to bring him in with me oh. And I used to have him Like sitting in a wee rocker I used to like, rock him with my foot As I was doing nails Yeah um, And sometimes Like there was other customers in And they would like Pick him up And be like I know. him Or oh. feeding him Or anything Because I was like Can you, can you just like Feed I was the, the same with mine. I just finished a set of nails like it's just the way things are but again like that that's your customers being your support network yeah it it kind of worked you know it was Mm. okay Mm. um and then my second child my daughter came very quickly after he was born he was only five months old when I fell pregnant with her Mm. so it was very very quick and do do i say unexpected um it was unexpected yeah and also in and around that time like my personal life really fell apart so i split up with my children's dad Mm. um so i was on my own so i had a five-month-old i was pregnant again Mm. and on my own and that was extremely difficult that year of being well the year of being pregnant is only nine months but that kind of like timeline I suppose yeah. was probably the hardest bit for the the business um but I feel it you're... drove you
0: because you'd got something you'd got to you you've got to make it work now
1: <sighs> yes I know this always like there's always a conflict in your head with mm. everything um I would love to say, I would love to sit here and say, oh yeah, totally. Like I, I totally, you know, pushed
0: it really hard so that. You had your Hollywood moment where where you suddenly all click and it's like, I've got children to feed now and I'm going to make this work. It doesn't always happen like that, does it? In some
1: ways, that's exactly how my mind worked. Mm. And in other ways, I was like, this would just be so much easier if I just packed it all in and went on on benefits Mm. I would probably be better off on Mm. my own two young children I would be much better off um because you I was literally working like to pay bills to feed us like there was there was no extra there was nothing Mm. and then on other days I would be all driven you know like you have to like feed these children you have to look after these children and you can do this if I'm honest Rachel I kept the business going for myself yeah because when you become a mum you god forgive me I maybe shouldn't say this and I'm completely generalizing but I felt that you give up your entire identity you give up you're the only
0: one that thinks that I don't well I hope (laughs) no I hope I know I felt that way you become mommy you're not Helen or Rachel anymore you're mommy exactly
1: and you spend your days getting snacks and juice for little people who (laughs) just cry at you and you're like oh please so yeah I I kept the business going for myself um conversation with adults yeah and even for that little bit of achievement just to say like I did this Mm. Um, if it didn't work out it didn't work out I was kind of at that stage I was like look you've got nothing to lose now because I wasn't earning a fortune I wasn't earning hardly anything I was earning enough to pay what I had to pay and that was it mm. um, so if things hadn't worked out I could have just gone and signed on and as I say probably I've been better off so I was like whatever I'll, I'll keep it going while I can Luckily, then with my mom and dad's support, they would have looked after my kids for me to go to work. Um, I only used to work like two days a week, like a Sunday and a Monday, um, to keep things ticking over. Everything else would have been done from home. Yeah. So they would have minded them the Sunday and the Monday. Which allowed me to go in, spend the day and work, get my head shored, get away out of the house for a while, and do a bit of work. Was it hard? Yeah, like I'm saying, get my head shored. You're trying to run a business while you have like two kids under two by yourself,
0: and it was hard enough when I just had the one. And at the time, I had a, a, I was married to my first husband, but he was about as useful as a chocolate fire guard. (laughs) It was like. (laughs) <laughs> that them them first two three years are hard even if you are a stay-at-home mom never mind trying yeah. to then get yourself out to work get up in the morning make yourself look professional yeah <laughs> and then not sit in somebody's house and, work work work.
1: Work. and cry you feel as if you have the work done by the time like you're dropping the kids off and that yeah. feels like your day is work done and then you have to go in and do an eight hour day yeah. and then come home and yeah. feed them and bath them and whatever else it was horrific, I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but you know what? We're kind of at the other end of all mm. that now. Like the two of them are in school. They're finally in schools at the same, same time. time. So um I have like three hours every day to myself now. Three hours, Rachel. And I never had that. My you could had a podcast. <laughs> I know. I could do anything. I feel like I could take over the world now. I am a watch. I have three hours every day. <laughs> three hours
0: you're going to be unstoppable. Um,
1: I know. <laughs> you've
0: been running Stormont but, next.
1: <laughs> I know at least somebody will be but um, no it, it was it was really really hard it was really hard and I suppose it's only when you look back as with anything that you realise how far you've really come mm. um, and yes they have been a huge driving force but they've also been a huge hindrance. God forgive me. Like I love my children so much, but I am like dragging them to work with me. I'm dragging them to meetings with me. The amount of times like I'm sitting in my accountant's office with my two children, forcing (laughs) snacks down their throats to keep them quiet for half an hour. And the accountants are looking across this boardroom table at me being like, what are you doing like what is going on you know but I'm like this, this is the only way this can work this is yeah. this is all I can do like I don't have another option but it's it's kind of then
0: as well it's teaching them quite I think it's teaching them from a very early age that if you're driven to do something you find a way to do it and that that, that mummy's always worked as hard as she can for us you yeah. know, I grew up in a pub. My mum, I, I grew up above a pub. My mum was the youngest single licensee in the history of South Yorkshire. You know, and she was running up and down stairs like every 10 minutes, you know, to snacks, yes. and drinks and make dinner and do homework um, on top of me being really, really ill. So she was running a, a working men's club and running to the hospital to spend hours with me And I still had my brother at home and I think it's taught, but, and I know what it's done for my brother. My brother's doing very, very well. Hi Rob. Yeah. Um, And you've got to keep that in mind. I think when you're doing these things with small children or even not so small children that you're instilling in them that life doesn't stop. You can't just put things on hold and I'm doing this for us. But I think then when they grow up, they, it's, gives them the opportunity to go well there's no excuses there's no excuse mommy never well I excuses.
1: hope they say it
0: yeah. because
1: the amount of guilt that you have sometimes because when you are working for yourself it's not like you finish at five o'clock and you go home and you spend the evening with your kids it, it doesn't work like that it just doesn't yeah. so the amount of times they've heard mummy's working, I'll I'll look at it in a minute. Or mummy's just on the phone, I'll, I'll come now in two seconds. Um or like I've cried actual tears mm. having them like I remember this one time it was really, really late. I can't remember why I was in work so late, but they were tiny, like they were babies at the time. And It was like maybe half 10, 11 o'clock and I just pulled up outside the house and the two of them had fallen asleep in the back of the car, still clothed, not bathed, not anything. And I was like, I am just the worst mum. Like my kids should be tucked up in their beds. They should be nice and warm and bathed and in their jammies and sorted out. And instead they're like asleep in the back of the car because their mummy had to stay and work late to do, I forget what it was. I wish I could remember what it was. And I felt like the worst mum in the world. And do you know what? If you could show that girl that was me, if I could see her now, I would be like, fair play to you. You know, mm-hmm. like you, you didn't just say like, no, I can't do that. You know, when
0: you found kids a way. when
1: they're that young, they don't really know any different. Did no. they know the next morning that they didn't have a bath and that they were? asleep in the back of the car no like they didn't know they hadn't a clue
0: and they'll know Um, that they were with mummy that's all they they care about they were with mummy not with a a, a nanny or uh, exactly they were with mummy mummy was still taking time to be with them and still talk to them they'll grow up remembering that and I think a lot of working mums we have quite um we're quite privileged in that we are in an industry where we can take them and have them with us till 10 o'clock at night where there's a lot of mums that are doing proper jobs <laughs> Yeah, that, that are still there at 10 o'clock at night with somebody telling them, you've got to be here until you get that done. And yeah, they've not seen their kids all day. Uh, and like you say, they're not going to wake up the next morning and go, oh, we didn't get a bath last night. I'm so cross at you. <laughs> no,
1: no, they the kids don't have a clue. But in that moment, you do feel guilty. Of course yeah. you do. But it, at the end of the day you cannot well unless you're extremely lucky or have somebody doing the majority of the work for you but you can't run a successful business Mm. without sacrificing some other things Mm. whether that is your kids getting bathed at seven o'clock and put in bed or whether it's nights out or Mm. holidays or whatever it is you you have to Appreciate that something's gonna have to be sacrificed here, yeah. and choose whatever that sacrifice is gonna be. Mm.
0: That's that's really wise word salad for somebody that uh, ten minutes ago was going, stop, I can't do this. Stop, I can't do I this. Know, <laughs> I know, I know. i like you're like the Dalai Lama all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, stop!
1: Don't go that far no. <laughs> I just oh. wished that I had of known this. Yeah when the times were tough you yeah. know it's so easy to come out the other side and be like oh but you know it's all fine now but I wish I had have known you know that you can't the beauty
0: of you doing this today that you you didn't just say turn it off right stop that now oh, I know there's going to be some girl somewhere six months from now or a year from now or whenever somebody's going to say oh did you hear that podcast with the lady that runs the business in Northern Ireland she's in she was going through what you're going through and they're going to listen to that and you're going to say all the things you've just said, and she's going to go, oh, okay. I'll, you know, I've, I feel vindicated. I feel like I've been given permission to just continue and that, you know, it, it works out that, that well, there's I more than them that, that I have really done it. Hope. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, wow. For, for somebody that didn't want to talk, I don't even know what else to ask you because we've just covered absolutely loads. Uh, I mean, I've been asking everybody else what they wanted to be as kids and obviously you were like uh I want to be me. <laughs>
1: so that's it. I hadn't I hadn't
0: a notion.
1: Do you know why I have so many young people? We do a lot of work Rachel with um young people from like various backgrounds. So I do a lot of like one-to-one training with kids in care in the care oh, system wow. um like young women from maybe disadvantaged backgrounds even people like refugees um that's amazing like all that kind yeah. of um that kind of thing and i suppose like from my own experience mm. i can like say to them it's it's gonna be okay you know and you can do this and i'm like i'm a single mom and i'm doing it and i own this place you know yeah. and they're like It gives people maybe a little glimmer of hope because Mm. they can they can see that it's possible. Mm. Now, not everybody has a support system. Not everybody has these opportunities or the the resources maybe to go for things maybe as like as big or as as quickly as you really want to, you know. But this is the one industry. That is so, so easy to work around the -hmm. things that need to be worked around. So for me personally, that's my family, Mm. my kids. And I can work around them. Mm. And I like instill this into especially my young students, especially the ones that come in from the likes of like um, young women's groups and stuff who are single mums and maybe particularly young or whatever they have going on in their personal lives. I'm like, look, all you need is a table you have your kit here I'm giving you your kit I'm giving Mm. you your stuff and all you need to do now is go and do it and do it if you have an hour every evening Mm. you just do that one hour every evening and keep going at it you know Mm. and one day you will get there and you will look back like I have and say say to yourself yeah I did it I did it and I'm doing it you know it's not even in the past anymore I'm doing it and it's it's working
0: would you say that that's really what the nail and the beauty industry is all about the inclusivity that it it offers um for for any kind of circumstance no matter what it is that you're going through in life whether it's illness um or or personal circumstance you can this industry does offer you that opportunity to really make something of yourself if you've got the passion and the drive
1: completely 100 percent I've even had students with different disabilities Mm. and one of them in particular um, is a wheelchair user Mm. and this even blew my mind because I was like of course like what a perfect job you know this is like why do you think I started I was like this is a job where I can sit down my legs won't hurt I'm like this is just amazing and even to see the likes of those people with disabilities who want to want to work and want to do something that they're passionate about that you're like this this industry is just like it's something else you know Mm. it's got like a
0: it's got an attraction hasn't it it? it's got an it's got an attraction that that it kind of i think a lot of the things i've noticed from having the shop is the people that come in is it attracts a certain type of person that really feels they don't want to just sit there and do nothing. Totally. And th- they're
1: willing to overcome the boundaries that are put in place, whether it's a disability, whether it's family constraints, whether whatever it is.
0: It offers they're that, willing to overcome those. It offers that new life. And even if they had never considered staying in it for a long time it was like oh I'll just do it for a few years until my kids are grown and then I'll go back to my yeah. you know working as an accountant or whatever it was I was doing before or and then you get five years down the line and a new lot of colors get released and you get really excited I know yeah. <laughs> And then you get I know you get this light bulb moment where you go oh yeah I think this is what I do now <laughs> this is yeah well that's exactly how
1: it went for me exactly, exactly it. how it went 100%. for me
0: yeah, it was like I was I was exactly the same I was starting out and I was like I'll do this until I figure out what I want to do with my life what's it and then like 20 years later I was sat there at midnight waiting for new colours to be launched and I'm like um I know I think, you get drawn in <laughs> yeah, think I need to admit that I am now a nail tech <laughs> and I know it's, it's and it's a beautiful inclusive industry, and I know it has a reputation, and some people do suffer. Uh, do you know why? just a little bit of bullying that... and a little bit of of. There's a lot of bitchiness when. Sorry, ladies, but when you put an entire industry of people that is ninety percent female together, at least one percent of them are not going to be very nice. Um, I think,
1: but Rachel, in all seriousness i think that we get a bad rap
0: yeah
1: i i personally have not seen the the nasty side of the industry i I can hold my hands up and say i haven't seen it Mm. and anybody that's in the industry has been nothing Mm. but welcoming um pleasant always willing to share. look at the amount of like nail groups on Facebook everybody willing to share their knowledge all right you do get the odd one that's like oh you didn't do very well around the cuticles or something you're like all right I give them a chance do you know what I mean but the amount of people that are so willing to give people constructive criticism share their knowledge share some advice with people like does that not go to show what the majority of the people in this industry are
0: like. And I think the, the, the rise of, of the support groups on Facebook and yeah. other social media outlets, I think what's starting to happen now is that minority voice that in the past has dragged people down is now being drowned mm-hmm. out because the, the kinder, more considerate voice is basically shouting over them. So they, you see now, if somebody starts being derogatory to somebody on a feed... Instantly, admins will be in and say, we're not putting up with that, and they'll be totally. at the group. And I think the more that happens, it will become a much friendlier industry that we're starting to see now that those quieter voices that would never stand up for themselves if somebody came at them directly, yeah, they've got this support behind them. They've got an entire ocean of, of uh, women and men in the nail industry standing behind going whoa when are, you're not doing that to them whereas before they might have been quite isolated and they would have given up from one criticism one bad review we see it all the time in the support yeah. groups i've had this horrible review she hasn't even been to me so, so. They, we come together as a group and and we've seen that especially during this pandemic that that the governments weren't taking us seriously as an industry we came together as a group and we raised our yeah. voice and suddenly they were taking us seriously and I think the advent exactly. of, of, of um, technology being brought into, into the industry, Facebook has its pluses and minuses, we all know that, there are days when you're reading your Facebook and you think right well, I'm not doing this anymore yeah. but then when something like that happens it really shows you that as a, as a collective we have a greater voice and as an industry we are going magnificent places as one as one industry no longer divided we and, are we yeah. really are definitely I think
1: it's come a long way too from um I mean I suppose we've all had it where maybe somebody asks you what you do for a living, and then they're like oh, oh you just do nails, just do nails. Or you're <laughs> just you're just a beautician or you're just yeah a nail technician and you're like just just what yeah just what does that mean just yeah do you it's know what I mean you're um, just a mom isn't it it's almost <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like well, what's wrong with that yeah. <laughs> I'm just a mom and a an nail technician yes the fact is you're out there you're earning your money you're yeah. doing your training you are providing a service for people just like a plumber or an electrician or. Any or anybody else? Yeah. You've put the time in and you've done it. And so um well just actually when we're on that topic, can I ask you a question? Oh yeah, go on then No, i will go imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> um have you got any like plans for
0: nealtopia or like any oh you mean like I- you mean like oh maybe doing one say in Belfast in September? oh maybe 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 that's what I was thinking maybe going on board with a friend who has a business in Belfast in September maybe Maybe Nailtopia will go cuckoo in September
1: yeah that sounds like sounds like something
0: that could maybe happen I mean I I I don't know something like that might happen oh right yeah (laughs) It, 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 it might also happen on September the 19th you know Maybe, maybe. So you know, if anybody
1: does have their their diary for yeah. September, maybe just mark out what the, that? the yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for that, Helen. No <laughs> oh, yeah, problem. Just thought I would get that in there. Gonna
0: gonna have to employ you as my uh, um, <laughs> as my business manager from now on. Uh, yeah, I think uh, working together is already fun in just phone calls where we have random ideas. I think the idea of doing a trade show together, as we know, came out of us both sitting there on our back gardens in the middle of summer last year going, I'm so bored. Yeah, this, this is just like the epitome
1: of let's just think about something for five minutes and then yeah. do it. <laughs> and, then,
0: and all of a sudden you're booking a theater. hotel on the outskirts of Belfast. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, But yes, thank you for that, Helen. Uh, and there will be another Nailtopia in Sheffield as well in November. And uh, more next year. There is also going to be a um, Christmas in July party here in Sheffield. If you feel like uh, hopping an easy jet,
1: <laughs> we're gonna. Well, it's the Christmas. one time of the year. You're trying to have a Christmas party in December. Wait, how are you going to even get half an hour free in December to do anything? Uh,
0: as an industry, we don't get time in December. Uh, and no even if we had have had um half an hour free in december last year we wouldn't have uh, been able to go and no. spend time together so um hula skirts and reindeer hats <laughs> oh love it oh helen to say that the start of this was i'm not doing it rachel turn it off i'm not doing it i've loved I still that, to be honest but i battled through yeah. I, I have loved i've loved chatting to you today i have had so much fun um i went the same no I'm only joking, I'm, only joking.
1: <laughs> I'm the absolute worst face of a company because I'm like
0: no <laughs> don't ask me don't make me do this please I'm the worst I don't know how so many text messages I've had like- off you that just say oh stop oh stop <laughs> <laughs> I know I know I <laughs> know but I'm really glad you overcame uh your imposter syndrome right there and then uh and it, it, some of the stuff in there Helen was absolutely beautiful um and I can't wait for people to hear it and I can't wait for all the women out there to just sit back and think wow I can do this we got this
1: I never want to hear this (laughs) <laughs> I will block this from every single way that it might enter my ears. And I
0: never want to hear it. And we will never talk about this again. Will we not? No, because I'm not going to randomly no. send you clips of it for the next five years. Whatever I no. <laughs> never, no. I want to wind you up. Oh, Helen, I love you so much. I will speak All to you talks. very I, soon. I'm
1: literally away now to do a nervous poo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: edit that bit out. wow. Oh, oh, oh. You said it, <laughs> not me. <laughs> well, if it's recorded by I don't mind. I don't ah, mind that
1: but okay. I'd rather if you kept that bit in and took the rest of it, I <laughs> I wouldn't even care. It would just
0: be a two second podcast of you going, I'm going for a nervous poo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah Deal. Deal. Not deal. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to today's episode of Nailtopia Inside with the Insiders. If you have enjoyed it, you can show me your support by heading over to buymeacoffee.com. Forward slash Nailtopia, where you can help keep me in Yorkshire Tea and Savvy Bee, enabling me to keep chatting to nail industry insiders with the stories you just need to hear. You can also check out what else Nailtopia is about on both Facebook and Instagram.